Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here at the ISMG Fraud Summit Atlanta, speaking with David Lott of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. David is a presenter here. I'd really like to get some perspective from you about this whole notion of payments and faster payments in the U.S. We saw some momentum a couple of years ago, then things seemed to slack off a little bit, but now there's been a lot more momentum behind getting faster payments pushed in the U.S. And there are two task forces that the Fed Reserve is spearheading. Can you give us some perspective about where some of this is right now as far as putting these task forces together? Well, this has been a continued effort, as you mentioned, for the last couple of years from the Fed, even though there may not have been a lot happening visibly. There was a lot going on in terms of meetings, town halls, trying to get an understanding from the payments industry as a whole as to what their perspectives were with regard to faster payments and the need for faster payments. How do you define faster payments? What does that mean? Is it settlement or is it just simply funds availability or both things of that nature? And so after probably a year and a half of those consultations, Uh, The Fed recently announced its efforts to move forward with that with the establishment of these two task force. One of them focused on the strategic side to address the broader uh, issues. And, of course, security is going to be a key portion of that effort in that some have said, does faster security mean faster fraud in terms of less time to react uh, to fraudulent activity? And so the second task force, which will report into the strategic task force, uh, will be taking a very close look on all the ramifications from a security standpoint for the payment system. Can you give us an idea about when these task forces might actually come together? As you said, I think the announcement uh, was just last week with regard to solicitation for people to be involved in the task force and all of those people that identify themselves uh, will be incorporated in that. Uh, I'm not certain of the exact structure of how those meetings are are going to be conducted and and chaired, things of that nature. So I think that's still somewhat of an evolving process uh, that's going to be based upon the number of people that respond that want to be included uh, in the effort. David, as far as movement toward faster payments is concerned, is the Fed waiting to have these task forces in place before it really starts working with NACHA or maybe some other industry groups to help gel some of these ideas that came out that were born out of these town hall meetings? Well, you know, discussions with other payment elements, uh, companies, are always on an ongoing basis, and, and those discussions will continue because there's many other aspects of payments in the United States other than just faster uh, payments. And so those discussions will continue to occur, and those organizations that have key participation roles certainly are going to be involved in all of those discussions. So let's talk a little bit about the panel that you're going to be sitting on today. This panel is mobile banking and fraud, and I think a lot of this does tie into loosely in some ways and and a little bit more closely in others to this discussion about faster payments. When we talk about mobile banking, I think mobile payments ties in even more closely with that today than it did, say, two years ago. Some of the issues that have come up recently, of course, have related to EMV and Apple Pay and how this whole convergence is going to take place and it's going to impact the role that banking institutions 
institutions play in payments. Can you just give me a bit of an idea of how the Fed sees that, and are you going to touch on some of that in your presentation today as well? Yes, certainly we'll mention that. And the Federal Reserve Bank of, of Atlanta, our group, the Retail Payments Risk Forum, as well as the Payment Strategies Group of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, has been involved in the mobile payments uh, effort for a number of years in that we co-facilitate meetings of the mobile payments industry work group, uh, which is a group of, I think now, 50, 55 major organizations representing all the stakeholders in mobile payments, uh, looking to see uh, and address those issues to help facilitate uh, mobile banking and mobile payments from a security standpoint, from a customer education uh, standpoint for an ease of, of use. Uh, very interesting meetings because of the diverse views of the stakeholders, but looking to try and find common ground uh, to help propel the mobile payments uh, if it turns out that that's what consumers are looking to do. David, something that I know you will be talking about today in your presentation is this whole notion of remote deposit capture. RDC isn't anything new, but since the advent of mobile banking, it it has changed the way that institutions and consumers um, deposit checks and exchange checks. How does RDC touch into, that's a mobile banking application, but how does that affect or impact mobile payments? Well, you know, the mobile RDC is a funding mechanism, so you got to have money in your account in order to, to make the payments. The remote deposit capture, you know, started off pretty much as a commercial function in that you had to have dedicated readers to capture that check, but now with the advent of, of smartphones and cameras, uh, that has been moved over by a lot of financial institutions over Uh, to the consumer side of business to ease that. There's lots of different flavors as to how financial institutions have implemented that service and feature in terms of exactly how the process works, the availability of those funds uh, because of the risk factors associated uh, with that. Uh, But it's another extension of mobile utilization in the banking and so Mm -hmm. I think that it will help promote mobile payments as well. And then one final question, David, and then I'll I'll let you get back to the event here today. Do you see the lines that divide mobile banking and mobile payments blurring? Well, in essence, you have to have kind of mobile banking in place to support mobile payments. So I see mobile payments as kind of a subset of mobile banking. If you look at the studies with regard to the consumer's adoption of mobile banking, Uh, That has continued to grow and grow, and whereas the mobile payment side uh, is still very small for a variety of reasons, both on the acceptance side as well as the consumer capability side. There are certain elements uh, of the population, particularly millennials, are often cited as the group that is going to really propel mobile payments going forward. Uh, I personally see it as more of an evolutionary pace than a revolutionary pace, but as with any technology, that pace is accelerated in a shorter period of time than it was in previous decades with other payment systems. David, thank you again for your time. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from David Lott of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.